This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Deanie Van Pelt has joined us on the line. She's a co-author of the study, Who Chooses Ontario Independent Schools and Why? And I just thought it's timely against the backdrop of uh, a potential stoppage in school with the unions and all, uh, now uh, undertaking a strike vote and uh, possible, you know, working to rule, whatever it is, it could be disruptive, and parents might start thinking about alternatives, but should the money follow the child is the question. Let's get Deanie in here. Good afternoon, Deanie. Good afternoon, John. All right, so you conducted this study, uh, Who Chooses Ontario Independent Schools and Why? Uh, By the way, the timing is propitious, I guess, or against uh, the the idea that there might be a disruption in the schools. Was that your thinking? Well, you know, we we gathered gathered the data in the first half of 2019, and it was time to release it. Okay. That's good enough for me. So what did you find? I mean, independent schools, that became sort of the third rail for John Tory when he was running for the leadership uh, with the Conservatives. Now, uh, have uh, parents sort of caught into the idea of independent schools? I mean, what did you find numerically? Uh, how many kids in Ontario, first of all, are uh, enrolled in independent schools? Sure. Independent school enrollments are growing, and they have been for decades. And what I find very interesting is that the number of independent schools in this province continues to grow year by year. In fact, in the last 14 years, um, the number of independent schools that that we have in the province has grown by over 50%. You also point out in your study, correct me if I'm wrong, but a misperception exists that this is somehow elitist and, uh, you know, parents of means send their kids to private schools. So it's something that, you know, is apart from public institutions or may even, by extension, undermine public education. You say what? Sure. So um, part of it's just in the terminology. We're talking about independent schools, schools outside of the the local public school. And uh, because they're called private schools in Ontario, a lot of folks indeed do attach the the term elitist. Uh, Maybe the parents are very rich. And they just put all of the independent schools into one bucket. Our study went out to find out if that indeed is true. What kind of parents are actually choosing independent schools in the province? So it turns out that the vast majority of parents who choose independent schools are just ordinary folks. They're twice as likely to be nurses or teachers. They uh, are more likely, in fact, 35% of independent school parents are in some way involved in entrepreneurial endeavors. They're small business parents. As somebody said to me today, wow, it sounds like people that that choose independent schools are the folks that shower after they come home from work. They're ordinary Ontarians, hardworking, and they're just looking for something different for their kids. All right, so you've really uh, defined the middle class for all intents and purposes here, right? Well, I think that's what it is. We're talking about the backbone of Ontario society. These are parents. 75% of them went to public schools themselves. Six in 10 of them, in, in, in fact, attended public school for their entire education. But for some reason, they're looking elsewhere for the education of their kids. Well, that's the big why. And uh, did you pose that question? Exactly. Um, so we, we went through all kinds of previous studies about why parents choose independent schools and took 47 reasons that we found all over the place and offered those reasons to parents. And we said, 
Was this important to you? And it turns out that the most commonly cited reasons for parents in Ontario in the year 2019 for choosing an independent school is number one, it's safe. Number two, it offers a supportive, nurturing environment for my child. And number three, it emphasizes character development. Well, and conversely, then that seems to be uh, an indictment of the public system. Well, it is interesting. Many parents first do give public schooling a try. Um, in fact, the, the vast majority do. And they're looking for, some, in some way, things they couldn't find what they wanted in the public school. And it's fascinating, you know, when, when, it, when safety burbled to the top, we probed that a little further. We're like, well, what does this mean? Um, what do you mean by a safe school? And parents aren't just looking for safety for their child from the schoolyard bully. What it's, it's taken on a different dimension. They want teachers they can trust. They want curriculum they can trust. They want just an environment that overall, in a way, feels safe for their child. But then, you know, I don't want to downplay the other aspects. As I said, over 90% of parents said there's something supportive and nurturing for my child. And in some way, they must not have been finding that elsewhere. Again, with Deanie Van Pelt, co-author of the study, Who chooses Ontario independent schools and why? And the numbers she's come up with, 6.6%, I guess, roughly uh, 1 in 15, you say, in Ontario are enrolled. uh, That's from uh, kindergarten right up to grade 12, are enrolled in independent schools. Then the big issue becomes uh, whether or not the money should follow the child if parents have made uh, their choices. And their choices oftentimes are made at great uh, financial sacrifice, you found that out about them as well, demographically, did you not? Yeah, it was very interesting. Parents, of course, Ontario is an outlier outlier from the rest of Canada, um, other than the Atlantic provinces, in the fact that it doesn't offer any funding for uh, independent schools for the education of, of ordinary uh, kids in the province. So for any parent in Ontario to choose an independent school for their kids, they have got to pay tuition. And sure, lots of independent schools offer bursaries and scholarships, and they just want to be, you know, they want to serve the local community. The schools do their best to make it as available as possible to a wide variety of families, but they still have to charge tuition. And it turns out that um, a vast majority, over two-thirds of the parents with kids in, in independent schools in Ontario have had to make major financial changes. So, a uh, Many took on an extra part-time job. Many claimed that they had to like make sacrifices to the way that they live their daily life. Some change jobs. A number take out loans. Others even go to family, and they just ask for help. Parents do whatever it takes. Parents care about the education of their kids, and it's very clear that even if there are the barriers that we find in Ontario to making this choice, many parents are just doing what it takes financially. So, Deanie, what would, uh, let's say, the typical tuition cost? I guess they vary depending on the school, location, so on and so on, but uh, about average, ballpark it. They, they do vary, and 8000 seems to be about the number that, uh, that 8000 or a little more uh, that the average family choosing an independent school will be paying. So then it comes around to, again, the elephant in the room, whether or not it's time to uh, allow the money to follow the kids, or in some way, shape, or form, uh, there should be equitable access for these kids, these parents, if they so choose an independent school. That seems to be the conclusion drawn by your study. Well, I think you're nailing it. I mean, it is about equity. 
It's about the education that fits for the needs of the child. And parents should not be barred from being able to find that for their kids. And of course, there's a barrier if families have to cough up quite a substantial amount uh, in, in tuition. So, you know, we take a look around. Let's lift our gaze for the last 40 years of four provinces to the west, Quebec, they've all provided some amount of funding, just some basic level for the students in their province so that that if the local, what's offered locally at the public school doesn't fit the child, then the parents can make a different choice. Some of the basic cost is covered. And it's not just in Canada that this happens. It happens in the vast majorities of democracies across the world. Some kids just attend non-government schools and governments allow some of the money to follow the child. It's not earth-shattering for Ontario to follow what's going on across the world in this matter. Well, uh, it may be insofar as resistance to the idea, because as I said earlier, many people perceive this as undermining public education, and then you're going to get pushback from the teachers' unions, needless to say. Uh, By the way, any teachers in the independent schools unionized? Um, They definitely work together. They have different um, organizations, associations, federations of teachers. Mm -hmm. Okay, so, uh, (laughs) and so... To the point about undermining public education, uh, this to me, because we saw what John Tory had to endure, and it basically cost him, I guess, the election, or that was one of the principal reasons, uh, that in the uh, wake of, let's say, some disruption to kids' schooling, uh, do you foresee that maybe it would be a bold political move or step to have money uh, go towards, in part, in not fully fund, but in part to independent schooling? It's a really important question, and I think it. what we need to do is we need to reframe how we look at the families, how we understand the families, the kids that are attending independent schools. They're all part of the public. These are all Ontario children. Their parents are, by and large, ordinary folks. They are, you look down your street, it's your neighbor. Your neighbor's choosing this school because of the needs of their child, because the, the, the local one-size-fits-all doesn't quite fit their child. This is, the, these are the public. Every child in Ontario, regardless of where they go to school, are part of public education. They're part of the public. Their graduates go on. They contribute to society. In fact, the parents, we've got all kinds of research that show that the, that the graduates of independent schools go on to be economically, um, they contribute at a high level. They go on. They finish school. They have higher levels of school completion when they move to post-secondary. These are the backbone of of Ontario society. Today's parents that are choosing these schools, they are ordinary parents just trying to do what's right for their kids. It's all about public education. And I think to start setting up an us or them, it's it's the good versus the not so good, that completely frames the argument in in an unhelpful manner. It's about what's best for all of the kids in this province, for all of the public. 
And if it means offering some funding so that there's more equity, so that more parents can make this choice for the good of every Ontario student, we really need to have that conversation. Well, I appreciate your broaching it here this afternoon. Uh, It's a study that ought to be followed up. Again, who chooses Ontario independent schools and why? And since you said, Deanie, uh, it's about what's best for the kids, we know all the teachers and their unions have also said it's always about what's best for the kids, so uh, that'll be a curiosity to me how this does get followed up. I appreciate your weighing in here this afternoon. Uh, we'll talk down the road. Thanks again for your interest in the topic, John. You've got it. Deanie Van Pelt, to gain the study, Who Chooses Ontario Independent Schools and Why? Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio. 